0: Today, I wish to talk about the social issue of women's safety. Whenever I think about this issue, I have many questions to ask. Few of which are, first of all, what and how much do we know about women's safety? Why does this gender bias crime take place to such a large extent in India? to be held responsible for it and many such questions but as i try to dive deep into it it gets more complex if i had to give a very general basic idea about this topic i would start by saying that this gender bias crime has nothing to do with where you are what you're wearing or what time of the day you are out it's about the criminal not the victim it's about the narrative they hold it's about them seeing themselves having some power over the opposite gender. And also what makes them think committing a crime so genius is okay? Is it our judicial system which is irresponsible when it comes to such crimes? Or is it the patriarchy that makes a man believe that it's okay to commit such heinous crime? And also not just the crime like rape but also women's safety in public places is also an issue we need to address. A city can be considered safe only when the women feel safe themselves. By definition, the safe city's idea for women includes their equal right to the city and public places within it, which includes their right to be mobile in the city at any time of the day, as well as their right to loiter in public spaces without any threat, Of harassment or sexual violence. One such case which filled people with rage was when Hyderabad police issued an advisory for women which asked them to take some preventive measures when they find themselves in dangerous situations. Now the question might arise that what about this made people rage against it. So it's the language when it came to women's safety which is not any different of what the general patriarchal society would expect from you. Why is it always the women asked to take the so called preventive measures and not the men who should make sure they respect the opposite gender and make sure that it's their responsibility to that they themselves see a woman as a human being and not someone to be treated like a personal belonging? When it comes to women feeling safe, We must not fail to mention the workplaces. So I interviewed my neighbor who works in a corporate company. And I asked her a couple of questions regarding safety measures taken by the HR for the same. Her name is Anjana Desai. She is 26 years old. She works in a corporate office in Mumbai. We had a good discussion on this topic on 16th December. Wednesday at 7pm. As I interviewed her, we discussed about the measures taken by HR for women's safety, which gave me a very good idea of how seriously do these workplaces take such issues. When asked about women's safety, she highlighted some of the guidelines issued by their management to follow. She also mentioned that they have conducted a couple of workshops for both men and women explaining how strict companies policy when a woman has a complaint regarding any kind of sexual harassment and how strict and immediate actions are taken and following other measures taken after the complaint is made. A whole complaint resolution which includes the specifics that are taken under consideration before any strict action is taken, some of which are nature of sexual harassment, identity of person involved in the acts of sexual harassment, facts and circumstances in support of the complaint, list of witnesses. I thank her for taking some time for this interview. Talking about the rate of increasing number of rapes in this country, I would like to share some statistic reports regarding the same. Assam, Delhi and Haryana had the highest rates of crime against women in India in 2018. Among the union territories excluding the capital region, the islands of Andaman and Nicobar had a crime rate of 77.4 against women last year. This meant that for every 100,000 women, there were 77.4 crimes reported on the islands. Domestic abuse of cruelty by husband and or relatives was the highest reported crime against women across India in 2018. Assault ranked 2nd that year, with cases filed under the Protection of Children from Sexual Violence Act ranking 3rd. Rape, which makes headlines regularly in the country, recorded over 33,000. This was from the total of 378,000 cases of crime reported against women that year. Of over 338,000 cases of crime reported against women in India, over 33,000 were of rapes in 2018. That year, more than 93% of rapes were committed by someone known to their victim. Even though many rape cases are not reported in the country, it is an issue that continuously makes news headlines, some leading to public protests. Although reports of rape have increased in recent years, it was still associated with shame of victim rather than the perpetrator. I would like to also mention some of the laws enforced by the constitution in order to protect the women and their rights in the country. The Prohibition of Child Marriage Act 2006 According to the International Research Centre for Women, almost 47% of girls are married before the age of 18. Currently, India ranks 13 in the world when it comes to child marriages. Since child marriage has been steeped into the Indian culture and tradition since centuries, it has been tough eliminating it. The Prohibition of Child Marriage Act was made effective in 2007. This act defines child marriage as a marriage where the groom and the bride are underage that is the bride is under 18 years of age and the boy is younger than 21 years. Parents trying to marry underage girls are subjected to action under this law. Since the law makes these marriages illegal, it acts as a major deterrent. B dowry prohibition act 1961 according to this act taking or giving of dowry at the time of the marriage to the bride or the bridegroom and their family is to be penalized dowry system giving and taking of dowry is a norm in India dowry is often asked of the bride and her family by the groom and his family the system has taken strong roots because women after marriage move in with their spouse and in-laws. Also over the centuries, the lack of economic independence of women and the taboo towards divorce has resulted in bride burning. When demands for dowry, even after marriage, are not met by the girl's families, many women are tortured, beaten and even burnt. It is one of the major challenges that our society is grappling with. Women openly complaining about it has helped to spread the word and encourage other women to take stand. See Sexual Harassment of Women at Workplace, Prevention, Prohibition and Redressal Act 2013. To ensure women's safety at workplace, this act seeks to protect them from sexual harassment at their place of work. 36% of Indian companies and 25% of MNCs are not compliant with the Sexual Harassment Act. Sexual harassment at workplace also includes the use of language with sexual overtones, invasion of private space with male colleagues hovering too close for comfort or subtle touches. D Equal Remuneration Act 1976. This act prevents discrimination in terms of remuneration. It provides for payment of equal recompense to men and women workers. It is necessary to know these and other laws in place to protect the interests of women. Only if you are aware of your rights, you can fight against any injustice meted out to you at home at the workplace or in the society. And here I come to the end of this podcast. Thank you so much for your time and patience.